You gotta spaz on this beat, bro. But how? J- just do it, man. I don't even know what to say. Just go off the top. What? Yeah, just just go off the top, man. You got it. Yeah, I, I kind of like that. Yeah, I'll even do the ad libs for you. Oh, for real? Yeah. All right, then let's get it. It's lit. Hey. I ain't need know what to say, yeah. I'ma just go off the top, okay. I ain't need know what to say, okay. I'ma just go off the top, hey. I ain't need know what to say, let's get it. I'ma just go off the top, okay. I ain't need know what the I ain't know what the I ain't know what the I Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the OTT podcast. And as always, everything is off the top. I am your co-host, Auxtetic, aka John Barrows, and joining me is my good friend and co-host, Namai Kumar, all the way out in San Jose, California, per usual, the Cali Cago. Namai, what's going on, brother? How was your weekend? What were you on, man? What were you on this weekend? Uh, you know, um, aptly named, six-piece hot, wow. black. We're going right into it, okay? But before I say that, let me uh, let me quickly plug us on Twitter at uh, OffX. <laughs> uh, had to beat John to it this week. Uh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy that you did that. That made me smile. I took that burden off of his chest. <laughs> <laughs> it's a burden it's a burden that needs to happen but you know what you're right let's hop right into this six piece hot from black uh his first ep his first project since east atlanta love letter dude namai you're the biggest black fan i know uh i feel like every week you've had some every single week you've had something positive to say about how versatile he is how great his music is and that kind of brings us to the topic that we're we're going to be teasing on twitter is black a rising r&b goat amongst the likes of frank ocean the weekend do you think do you think that Black is there? Do you think after this this tape, is he one of the most prominent R&B artists out right now? And do you think he'll continue to be that way for years to come? Okay. I'm, I'm, glad, answer. You, I'm, I'm glad you worded it like that, like the, the question, because um, I don't think that this tape is going to be what pushes him over the edge. Oh. Um, that being said, I think that like everything that Black has done up until like this point is like slowly culminating in I think that the, this next album is going to be like crucial for him right because right a huge growth between the original uh free black album and then uh East Atlanta love letter um and I think that we're seeing that he can definitely hold his own on an EP uh with this with this six piece hot uh the only feature being little baby um, which was a fantastic feature no, great uh, once feature. we actually get into once we actually get into the ep um but i'll kind of pick it back off unimai real quick black is one of those artists that is we're seeing evolve right before our eyes and it's definitely a very positive evolution black i mean i was first introduced to him through free black and he actually did release that bonus track version where he had a couple of features on there that t-pay one still sticks out to me from that bonus track version and the fact that he's so versatile and the fact that he's able to jump on any type of song with any genre and sound good and sound you know like he belongs there like he's very cohesive to it and like you said his journey right now leading up until six piece hot is sort of the culmination of him becoming that next r&b goat that next rising star i mean in a sense he's kind of already arrived he's already here he's he's pushed out music for all to listen to and it's it's great to see that he's able to continually release music that is not only quality, but in quantity as well. I mean, he, he hasn't shied away from not releasing music. He, he, it looks like he's been dropping every two years, 2016 to 2018 for Extended Love Letter, and then the Six Piece Hot. Um, 
yeah. but he's on his way. I, I feel like he's going to be one of those artists in R&B that's going to be remembered for a very long time. And like you said, this next album is really crucial for him to prove that. So let's hope he does. You know, I'm very yeah. excited to see. I'm very excited I'm really to see what he's able it. to do. And I know you, you are excited to see him. I mean, I, I just like the, the way I look at it really is he has like the star qualities that we, we see in um, artists like Bryson Tiller. Um, I think, I think Bryson Tiller is probably like the closest comparison that you can make to him. Um, I'd say but so. He has the added bonus of like, you know, a- actually releasing music. Um, <laughs> Give Bryson time. I, I like Bryson Tiller, but like Bryson Tiller doesn't drop like for, for like years and years and years on end. Um, True. Every, I feel like. He dropped in 16 with Trap Soul, and then he dropped in – oh, no, he didn't drop. It was 2015 with Trap Soul, and then 2017 with uh, True to Self. And then his next album, Serenity, uh, still has no release date. Um, still waiting on that release from Tiller. But if I had to compare Black to Tiller in the sort of sense that they're similar artists in a way, then yeah. I mean, you and I had a conversation where we argued about who raps more, Bryson Tiller or Black, and who sings more, Bryson Tiller or Black, and we decided – that they both exist in this gray area. So who does it better, in your opinion? Because personally for me, I'm a Bryson Tiller stan, if you will. Um, Bryson Tiller is one of the people that got me through a lot in my life. And Trap Soul was one of those albums that kind of made me take a double take to see who he was. Because I didn't know who he was. I had yeah. no idea who he was until I heard Trap Soul. But it wasn't until I mean, True to Self. that's a good quality to have, right? Yeah. An artist. Like, you don't exactly. Kind of just be putting everything out um, of there, especially when it comes to this like kind of subgenre. Uh, we see a lot of like people who are a little bit more shy. Um, I mean, right. we we were talking about who who could be compared. We we mentioned like Frank Ocean, like obviously like very 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 shy, not a huge public figure, not a people person whatsoever. Um, yeah, I just think that when it comes to this, like this sort of music, I mean, you can kind of see it in the music too, like very mellow, like you can tell that this is music that you need to kind of be alone to make versus like, you see like the videos of of rappers in the, in the studio with like, like 10 groupies and like all their homies. I don't, I don't really, that, that, uh, that sort of environment when it comes to like artists like Black or Bryson or, or Mm -hmm. like even The Weeknd or. Frank Ocean recording, I just feel like it, it, it seems more like intimate music. Exactly. I was just about to say that too. That intimacy that artists like Black and Bryson and The Weeknd presumably have in their studio set up with, with their close friends and their producers that are working closely on their, on their singles or albums, projects, whatever it may be. I feel like that truly defines quality music in a sense. I feel like the energy in the room uh, as well as who's with you in that room and who's making the music for you Um, all contributes to how great a project or a song or an album is going to be. So I 100% agree with you on that. And as far as what Black put out with Six Piece Hot, man, this EP kind of spoke to me on a lot of levels. He did release ATL Freestyle first, and then Float was the second single to come off this album until he released it all on his birthday last Thursday. And it's a six-track EP. If you haven't listened to it, please go listen to it. Uh, Black is back in a sense. Hopefully this is a little teaser for what is to come the rest of this year. I'm hoping that he actually drops a full-length album. Um, I'm very excited to see what's to come from him, but if I had to take a couple tracks from this, Long Nights is probably going to be my favorite. Long Nights, that second track track is beautifully produced. Um, And it's a good, good, like, it it feels like he's talking about, like, quarantine. 
right in a couple of these songs it feels like he's like kind of just culminating like this is very clearly music he's made recently not yeah music that, uh has that he's had in the vault and he just wanted to put out to put out yeah no, this i very- appreciate that sometimes but in the moment kind of like releases like this is something that i really enjoy the most there's pros and cons to that right because i mean yeah especially when it comes to, to rap music r&b music they're they're like it's super um what's it called uh it's very very related to the context of the world um mm-hmm. and i feel like that can sometimes put like an expiration date on uh songs um but then there's also like t- songs that have subject matter that's pretty timeless um so i think that black kind of hit a good a good midway point with with this track with this uh sorry ep where he's kind of giving us music that is relatable to this time and also uh giving us music that um we'll be able to listen to for years to come so i hope to come back keep coming back to this project you know obviously it's still pretty new but um i think that like he delivered us quality uh, release and I, I I'm looking forward to seeing another project from because uh, I'm assuming that this is probably not the only thing he's going to drop this year. Probably not. I, I would assume he's not going to just release a six song EP and then dip from the world. I, I really hope that's not the case for him, uh, especially with us being as big black fans as we are and knowing this uh, kind of going through this EP as well. Um, like you said, that intimacy with this, we get that in kind of an elephant in the room and outside as well. Uh, those last two tracks kind of spoke on a level to me, uh, whereas though he might have been by himself and he's addressing things that uh, people that don't necessarily know about him. And let's talk about the elephant in the room as the song is titled. And then he comes out of the way with, you know, a left field feature from Lil Baby. And it's like a like you said, that subgenre type vibe where it's mixed between both uh, that that hip hop and R&B sort of uh, blend and mesh. I feel like it's a very balanced track and it, it's, it's vibey in a way where you can drive in your car at night and, you know, bob your head to it, but also kind of sit back and relax to it at the same time. And that's kind of where his power is for me. Black, Black's ability to kind of mesh these two genres together and do it in a way where it's not only, like I said, quality. Like I feel like Black is one of the, one of the artists right now makes very quality music every time he drops. But he does it in a way where it's not corny, and he does it in a way where it's his own personal spin on what he has. He has a recognizable voice, exactly. And like I'm going to say this every single episode for everyone to know that unique voices are what carry the music world over and over and over again. And Black is going to be one of those guys to do it as well. I think that um, the it's interesting to see how um, Black's musical roots kind of affect the way that his music has progressed. Cause uh, I don't know if you've ever uh, seen any of this, but um, there's videos of black uh, freestyle battling young thug and stuff before they were famous. Like, really? From way back. Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. No, they, 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 he, black, uh, his original like style of music was, he was a battle rapper. And no, he hasn't written anything in the past 10 years. So obviously that freestyle cadence that he has on all of his music is something to take away from that. So I, I, I could see that happening in a sense. And I know I put you onto that. The, you had uh, to. The cave. Namai, Namai shout out Kenny Beats. Shout, shout out Kenny Beats, Beats in the Cave. First of all, cave that's an amazing best show. Hip hop show of all That time. is an amazing show. I, I didn't know what it was. I was recommended to it. And surprisingly, I know obviously who Kenny Beats is. So hopefully the OTT family doesn't blow me up on Twitter for this just because I didn't know who Kenny Beats was or his show. I actually know who Kenny Beats is. Everyone relax, please. 
But <laughs> was put onto the cave, watched the Denzel Curry freestyle, completely blown away. I loved the energy of this show. And I was also put on to an episode with Black and very timely of sorts for me to watch this as his EP drops to get a sense of who he was. And apparently he hasn't written anything in the past 10 years, not one single thing. His, his reasoning for it is why write it down when I can remember it in the moment and make it sound better. So Black, if you're out there listening, thank you for your photographic memory. You're, you're just literally like a God when it comes to that sort of thing. All your projects, all your songs, freestyle your number one fans black whether you drop or not we're talking about you every week we're here we'll have you on the show we will <laughs> please speaking into existence we should and add black we should add black on twitter and see if he retweets this that'd be amazing speaking of um people who uh kenny has gotten on the cave i feel like i feel like this was the week where all of his all of his uh his homies were dropping you know literally idk had a denzel feature right uh, a Denzel feature and a Rico Nasty feature. So sick. And Maxo Cream, too. All in one song. No, no, different. Not song. Rico I mean, Nasty. Denzel, Maxo and Denzel, yes, Denzel but not Rico. Rico was on her own song. Right. Um, there are too many features on the IDK tape for me to remember who all of them are. IDK and Friends, too, with a lot of features, of course, because it is it is dubbed that was, that was and Friends. Right? That was a, it that was good. A journalistic transition, would you say? We're practicing. Namai, you did very good. <laughs> We're IDK, IDK and friends too, man. I took this this tape, I suppose, with a lot of uh, reassurance, I would say. Um, IDK is one of those artists that I haven't really dove deep into. Um, I did take a listen to the first IDK and friends and also the Is He Real album that he released last year um, in 2019. Um, IDK, I just feel like this album was very, very feature heavy. And for a reason, because this is the general concept of the album. It's with and friends. So I would assume that his friends are going to be rapping alongside with him the entire tape. Um, but when it outshines the artist that was putting this out, I feel as though it kind of loses a little bit of credibility in his sense. And it kind of loses a little, little bit of a star value in him as well. Um, with these sort of tracks on IDK's album, there's a couple that I kind of take away. 495 and Bulletproof. Shout out Audio Plan for putting me out of those on Twitter. Appreciate you, my guy. Um, those tracks are probably my top two from this. Um, but as far as how I felt IDK performed overall, very meh. I think he had a couple of good things here and there, a couple of good verses. Even that Juicy J future, he kind of held his own up on Square Up, uh, that fourth track on the album. Um, but I know... Namai is going to be really digging Riley with Zan Man. That feature from Zan Man is probably your favorite thing. And why don't Yo, you tell him? Shout out my peoples, man. <laughs> shout out my peoples. Tell, tell everyone. Why don't you rap? Why don't you, why don't you give us a little taste like, of the rap in there? Indian plug. You got work in the taxi cab. <laughs> Dude, I just like, for me, the, the way I look at, uh, like all, all jokes aside, the way I look at IDK's um, kind of, uh, with a lot of rappers really, like, the way that rap is, is like you can't really um, judge anyone based on any one criteria, right? So yeah. uh, any rapper that like gets popular or something, uh, bar like someone who only gets popular for going viral, 6 <laughs> 9 <six, nine. laughs> um, <laughs> Makes no sense how he has millions of views, millions of listeners, and we will not mention him ever again on this podcast. Actually, we probably will, but it will probably be for shaving him. Yeah. But... Uh, um, <laughs> IDK, uh, the first time I heard him, it was on a song with Denzel, and I thought he really held his own. And I've realized 
like after listening to a couple of his projects all the way through, his um his shortcoming is really just in his lyrical content in comparison to people who have similar uh capabilities when it comes to flow because um he his flows are insane like he can really take a beat and just do some some origami level folding with it um in terms of how he's approaching uh, writing a verse or i don't even know if he writes he may be even freestyling not regardless sure um I just think that his subject matter kind of falls short uh, in 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 comparison to his rapping capability. I would really like to hear like, I, I mean, I've really only, I feel like the IDK and Friends tapes were kind of him presenting his content in a more palatable way. Um, so that like, you know, cause obviously like, I know who Juicy J is, Maxwell Cream, Denzel, like all these people that he's getting on the tapes is like very well-known names. Juicy J. Calling. Quick sidebar, Juicy J is one of the most underrated rappers ever in my Let opinion. alone underrated rappers, dude. Underrated producer. For real. No Juicy one gives J Juicy J love anymore, man. He's shout so Shout out Juicy good. J. Shout out 3-6 Mafia. That 3-6, that Pat, Juicy. All that. R. He's R. so Pekins. good, bro. People need to give him props. People need to remember who Juicy J is. Like, actually, though. Like, if you if you ain't go back, if you if you need to really listen to Juicy J one more time, just to remember who he was and is. And he really, really is that man. He's that boy. Must be nice. Bubba Ran business. Both of those albums. Even 100% Juice. Like, stay and trippy. Three six mafia. Three six stay mafia. trippy. You have that to, deluxe, bro. You have to. Come on. Blue three Dream and Lean, bro. Was just the best back in the day, dude. Popping my color. He's he's an innovator, and people need to give him the credit because, in my opinion, he might be a hip hop legend. Low key, I, I he I might be he that. Is. I think he is. When it, when it comes to Juicy J, too, he's like he's like Gucci Mane in a sense where he he works with a lot of like he's always on the newest people. I mean, he was working with X before X passed. True. Uh, he had a whole tape with the Suicide Boys. Um, Juicy's out here. He 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 puts on for the genre. He puts on for the culture. For the culture, man. Then that's Actually, that's important. That's important. On a slightly sad side note, the the way I found out that Juice had passed was from Juicy J. Like I saw his tweet about him, which is like he's just very tapped in in comparison to like like some of these people who've been around for about as long. Like Wayne. Like yeah. Wayne is really. Wayne does his own thing. Wayne does really his own thing, though. I mean, he's got, he he's got, he's got Young Money Radio. He's got Young Money. He's got you know Birdman issues to worry about, like all the time. Birdman's always doing some dumb shit. <laughs> Regardless, um, with IDK, I feel like he is one of those artists to kind of give you a little something extra with these IDK and Friends tapes. And for me on this one, he really didn't do that. Like I said, his features kind of outshine him, but that's the purpose of this for the features to shine. Yeah. And in in a sense, if you go listen to IDK's last album, I, Is He Real? Um, you'll kind of get a sense of the kind of rapper that he really is. And as far as lyrical content on this, it's not the best. Um, but the beats, the production is very airy. Uh, it's very uh, hip hop, if you will. It's very trap influenced. And you get yeah. a lot of you get a lot of very uh, varied sub in there. You get a lot of nice progressions as far as kind of how that bass kind of kicks in and out. And it's it's a very it's a very good listen. As long as you're wanting to hear a lot of different artists like Denzel, Maxo, Cream, Juicy, um, I think yeah. it, it's it's definitely a good listen for you Zaman to kind of is, Zaman and Zaman and Zaman is Namai's undisputed MVP from this tape. 
Um, I'm going to have to give this tape maybe like a 6.5. It, it was okay. I just feel like IDK should have been a little bit better more on this. It's a very just eh, nothing project. To complain about, nothing to complain about, but nothing to brag about either. Like, it's it, it's a good listen. And um, I might go back to a couple of these tracks just because they're kind of bangers. But um, I think he has more to offer than this, and I think he knows that too. So I think I'm so. excited to hear more more from I I, I was uh, reading on Twitter that this project, he wasn't even planning on making a, a second uh, IDK and Friends 2. Uh, they just ended up with so many tracks with features that he was just like, I'll put a bunch of these out on a separate tape. Sounds about right. And you, um, you know you know who did that that I didn't know about until today? You told me that Guap Dad released on, in April, two months ago, and I didn't even know. And I listened to his single in Bezel, like literally a couple weeks back. I'm like, oh, wow, a new Guap Dad song a couple weeks ago, probably like May, mid-May or so, whatever, maybe a month ago, who knows. I'm like, all right, Guap Dad's back. And then he just dropped another song, Little Scammer That Could, and that song is hard. That song is really, really good. In my opinion, I think that production, if you're trying to go to like a party, if you're trying to add this to your mixtape essentials playlist, this is the one to add. I just feel like he bounces, and even he got Denzel on, a, on this song as well. Denzel with two features this weekend, both an IDK and Guap Dad's song. And Guap Dad's pushing this sort of... He's he's here, like he's he's here, and I think it's time for people to start paying attention to him. And yeah, he's still relatively unknown, um, but little scammer that could, this song is is one of those I feel like it's gonna stick with me for the next couple of weeks. I added this to my mixtape essentials playlist. I don't know about you, Namai, but what'd you feel about this song? I love it. See, the for me, I I like Guap Dad because in in terms of like the people, right? Like the uh, the people they like he's not still relatively unknown but um when it comes to like hip-hop tastemakers and stuff i feel like a lot of the more uh well-known artists i mean he's friends with drake he's friends with a lot of like bigger rappers um that are more well-known than him and i feel like that's a good position to be in right yeah because when you really hit that project that you feel is going to be the one then you already have like a very strong foundation mm -hmm. to um to push it and to get the people who you want to work on it with you to work on it. Um, I think that I, that's something I appreciate in an artist's growth is when they are, when they have a smaller following, but a more influential following. Right. So that they can capitalize off of it more quicker. Yeah. And we can, we can even look at that same sort of thing in examples, like with Kid Leroy and Giveon, for example, Giveon, yeah, totally put on by drake in chicago freestyle i think he had two thousand followers on twitter and i think after chicago freestyle blew up on drake's mixtape uh he, he released as a single on soundcloud uh, from ovo sound as well he went from two thousand followers to forty five thousand followers in a matter of two weeks and all because of drake's influence and the fact that Giveon is one of those r&b artists now that are just seemingly breaking out of his shell and and catapulting himself into the mainstream just because of how good he is and you know i've been talking about giving on for weeks this yeah. man is the most talented singer i've heard I'm in the past sleep, dude. i'm so sleepy. you have I mean, to listen to him bro I, I know you gotta listen i promise but he's a good example just because of the connections that you make in music and look where he is now he's he's a rising r&b star he's got 40 to fifty thousand followers on twitter just because of that connection with drake and you could look at kid Leroy too i mean his connection his foundation with juice's team and his management label and it's going to take that one that one project to catapult him into that limelight. And yeah, like we talked about him in the past band with Lyrical Lemonade on those videos with Cole, even on Diva with Lil Tecca, and on his most recent single with Juice on Go. 
And these foundations that these artists create for themselves and the connections that they make are all an effort for them to reach that goal. And Guap Dad, I feel like, is in that same position, like you just said. So it's going to be exciting to see what he's able to release project-wise. But all I know is Denzel did not miss at all this weekend. He, he bodied both of his features this week. And I just really want to hear a Denzel project. I feel like I'm itching for something for him to put out very soon. I've been I feel like- back Unlocked recently, too. Unlocked was absolutely beautiful to me. I love that, that album. Dude, Taboo 2 has been one of those things I've seen on Twitter. Everyone's been like re-listening to, to it this week just because of those features that Denzel had. And, I'm, I, dude, I have to give Taboo another spin. I haven't, I haven't spun that in a minute. Super Zayn Zayn, man. It's one of my favorite songs off there. I love Denzel. Even his Cave episode was unreal, too, just because you put me on. Yeah, dude. Speaking of uh, the Cave and Scammers, I mean, it's only cave appropriate scammer. that we uh, that we bring up the GOAT. The greatest of all time, the true greatest of all time, TJX6. I knew it. God damn the it. The offbeat scam rap. <laughs> With NLE Choppa. With NLE Choppa. Punching. See, okay. The way that I feel about NLE Choppa is I feel like he became super generic, super fast. Um, Like, I, I don't know. He's an enjoyable listen only because of his energy mm-hmm. to a degree. Um, awesome. All the Shot of Flow songs blew up on soundcloud i yeah, feel like it's I mean, kind he's of the main still reason. going with that the shot of flows he's got five shot five was all right i mean i'm just i'm just kind of like i'm not really gonna look at a solo nle choppa song like without any features like, you know prior prior like yeah no one tells me to look at it then i'm not going to yeah but, i feel like nle has that same effect as like NL- nba young boy i feel like they but, both are those artists that just thrive off features and NLE is one of those people that I'm not going to really listen to a full-length NLE Choppa project unless those features are kicking on there. And, you know, kind of going back to TJX6, this beats hard on Punchin. If you haven't listened to Punchin, it's on SoundCloud, Apple Music, everywhere you can get music. I found it on SoundCloud, but also then found it on Apple Music. Um, go listen to the song. The song's another essential mixtape add to your playlist. Um, TJX6 with the bars, with the absolute bars the punchlines anything you can think of he's so talented by the way yeah, he's I just I, funny man he's like funny like he's got funny. the punchlines like he's i don't know how much of his music have you listened to not too much but enough to know who he is and enough to know that i like him enough you listen you to know? dynamic duo too yes i've listened to that song before that song is so funny <laughs> like just like there's some rappers where like i don't want to hear you do any conscious rap. i just listen to you because anything I know any song you drop i'm a laugh <laughs> And like, <laughs> just like Zanman, Zanman, for example, Zanman caught you on the laugh and that's a memorable song. No, exactly. Right. I'm going to run that song back because it's funny. Like I'm not running it. Like there's very few songs where I like songs specifically, not even just pieces of media, but songs where I will listen to the song and literally laugh out loud because of what they're saying <laughs> or the way that they're shit. rapping, you know? Like, I, yeah, Juice World did that too. Juice World had those punchlines sometimes that made me laugh. I feel like the artists that make me laugh the most are probably Guap Dad and Juice in a way. I don't yeah. know why. Guap Dad's funny as hell. Like, you ever see him? He, he's wild and on Twitter all the time. He's always got some. He's always got some funny stuff to say. He's easily one of my favorite follows. He's he's, he's a big he, Pokemon fan. So I that's like, he's he's relatable. People love Pokemon. You love Pokemon. I wish he was a DBZ kind of guy. That's the kind of person that I am if we're talking anime right now. But back to TJX Six, bro. This guy's so talented. Like he, it, it's crazy to think that you know. Ever since when I was going through the Cave episodes, I went from Denzel, and then I went to Black, and then I went to TJX Six. And when I watched Denzel, it was a week 
in between where I watched the black episode. And I went back to Denzel just to see what he did. Cause it was just absolutely amazing what he threw down in the booth for five minutes. It was like a five minute freestyle of Denzel just going off. And then TGX six, he's rapping on about like world war two and his grandpa fighting T-Rexes. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like, that's insane. It's a bar. He's like, yeah, back in World War II, my uncle, grandpa was my caught uncle, fighting T-Rexes. Uncle in World War II, he shot yeah. <laughs> Like, what? Like, or uncle, uncle or grandpa, one of those two, whatever. Like, who thinks of that on the spot? That's so creative. It's like abstract art, as Kenny Beats right. said. And it's like the the way that he does it, like the, the offbeat rapping, honestly, not a fan. I mean, Blueface, I'm not a fan of Blueface at all. Oh. And um, just in general, like, usually it doesn't really work. But when it comes to TJ, he just – like it's not just the offbeat rapping that is his like for lack of a better word just like his gimmick mm-hmm. but he he does the offbeat rapping and says some like out of pocket stuff that's just funny like i know and you know that none of his none of i mean not a lot a lot of the stuff he's saying isn't isn't really serious it doesn't really carry much merit uh, not it, it's not fun it's it's supposed to be fun like he's a rapper for you know for the giggles not really for the giggles, exactly. but like he, he's out here making people laugh and he's out here making good music doing it. I feel like yeah. as long as your music is enjoyable, people will enjoy you. And, and TJX6 is enjoyable. enjoyable for any specific reason, right? Like I'm not going to listen to TJX6 like and compare him to Kanye, but like... Nah, like, I, you can't I, do I like, that. I like his music. But like, you like his music. The comparisons though, like I feel like the one thing that hip hop Twitter doesn't necessarily understand is that you can't compare... Like, like the thing that I've been seeing most lately is bait. People love baiting on posts. It's like, oh, I'm going to do a ridiculously hot take, and then let's see how many likes I can I, get. I have grown to hate the term hot take. I hate. Just, just, just like, some, yeah, there's I some, I know. You have opinions. Like, they're not, it's not a hot take. It's just opinion. What, what does that mean? Hot take is like. Unpopular opinion. Unpopular opinion that you want attention for. And I don't like that. Exactly. I've never liked that, but you know what I do like? If you everyone could please follow us on Twitter at OffXDXTop, and please be sure to listen to us on SoundCloud and Spotify at Off The Top Podcast. We appreciate you all, especially our new followers and listeners. Um, we love you all. Welcome to the OTT family as we keep continuing our conversation here. This is episode six. Uh, what we got now? We got a month and a half, two months of these episodes, bro? Yeah, we're, we're going on a month and a half, I think. We're... we're, we're we're barely hitting a month on Spotify, which is crazy. Which is I'm crazy. Use the uh, the last thirty days uh, <laughs> anymore. It's okay. We're we're, we're on to a new thirty days. We're on to a new thirty days with a lot more new music coming in. And you know, the one thing that I noticed over the weekend was Dominic Fike dropped. Do you remember Dominic Fike? He dropped that EP two years ago in twenty eighteen. Yeah, absolutely. Just is one of the most creative alternative R and B rapper. Like he's he's just everything. His label is an alternative artist. And he hasn't dropped since last year. He had a couple singles last year, but this is his first song in almost a year now. It's called Chicken Tenders. Bang. <laughs> Why is it so good? <laughs> because chicken tenders are good? Dude, this was a chicken week, I just noticed. Yeah, Six Black Piece Hot. La- named his, his thing Six Piece Hot. Dude, I want some chicken wings now. Did we, meet, did we miss a holiday or something? Like, Was there like some sort of like national like chicken day? Like National Maybe. Wing Day. You feel like every day is National Chicken Day, man. Yeah, for real. Like if how many how many times a week do you eat chicken? Like if I curious. not every day, at least every other day. I feel like every other day not I eat protein, chicken. Man. It's so good for you. It's not like awful. It depends like what you eat with it, I guess. Like chicken salad is how the best. 
I don't know. Well, Dominic prepared it with a side of awesome music. That's for sure. He had that sauce on that song. Alternative. I mean, I, the one thing about Dominic, it's like his story is so unclear as to how he's so important in the hip hop community. I've heard and, multiple things. Like I've heard that he was affiliated with Brockhampton really early on. He was, which um, is true. I, I yeah, I don't really know his backstory all that well, other than like his interactions with Kenny. True. Because uh, Kenny Beats produced a couple of songs for him, and they they, they had the big song phone numbers together. Yeah, I mean um, Kenny Beats is literally out here just creating, creating and creating and just making artists as best as they were. But as far as the song Chicken Tenders, I'll get into the story of Dominic Fike after we review this song. What do you think about this song, Namai? I, I, obviously, you said it's a banger, but what are some things you really take away from this? And what are you excited to see from Dominic as he's seemingly releasing music once again? Uh, I'm just excited to see what, what direction he takes after this, you know? Um, when it comes to, like, I say it every week, I feel like... It's just I love artists where they release a song, you see the name of the song, you see the artist that made it, you could even see who produced it, but you don't know how the song is gonna sound. Right. And Dominic is is no stranger to that concept. Like I feel like every song I've heard from him is very unpredictable the way the direction he's gonna take. But he knows the man knows how to write a hook, first of all. He can <laughs> sing his ass off. Literally, he's so hard. I don't know really what else that you can want from an artist. So I'm looking forward to his next project. Um, it seems like he knows what he wants to do and who he wants to work with. So, Well, no I, I mean, like you said, he does have a little bit of Brockhampton affiliation as well as those couple singles with Kenny Beats. He's featured on Halsey's album. I think it was on an interlude. I think it's called Manic. Oh, uh, I, yeah. Halsey? He's, he, yeah oh, Halsey. she was in the video for uh, phone numbers too. Yeah, Dominic's interlude. And he's on third album, Manic. Um, but this Chicken Tender single is the first single off of his untitled debut album, um, his EP, obviously. Don't Forget About Me Demos is one of those uh, those bodies of work that, like I said to Bryson Tiller, you take a double take and you're like, oh my God, who is this guy? And I'm happy that he's back. And I hope his upcoming debut album is going to be just as good as how he's able to produce this music and be able to use his vocal inflection. He's such a, his voice is so clear and crisp. And it's so soothing to the ear that he can jump on even a hip hop song and rap. And I'd, I'd probably love it. And he's done that before. He's shown that he could do that. He, his range and his versatility are the two things that I take away as far as any artist. As, that's kind of how I kind of um, measure greatness in artists is kind of how they perceive um, their genres and their subgenres and what they're able to do with their skills. Um, but I'm excited for this upcoming debut album, man. I, 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 it's unreleased or it's um, unnamed rather. It's still coming this way. Um, but the fact that, you know, his last drop was in June of 2019 and he finally comes back uh, with, with a nice, with a nice first single from the album, chicken tenders made me a little bit hungry to say the least. I'm hungry right now. <laughs> Did you eat today? I didn't eat today yet. Uh, and chicken tenders. All I ate was an avocado. Dude, what? You can just eat an avocado straight up. Dude, I'm in California. That's oh, I'm my thinking. God. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I, forgot I forgot you're one of those weird people that just Dude, eat I, avocados. I just, I just cut an avocado and have throw some tahini on it, bro. Bro. It, do you think hot sauce and avocado is good? That sounds disgusting. Yeah, I didn't think it was. Why does Dominic have us thinking about food right now? We got to be talking some music. Yeah. That's, that's what's going on. 
that's what's going on. You know what? Also, the one thing that kind of gets me too with all this new music coming out is the, the remixes that keep coming out, and especially with this last one, what's popping remix with the baby Tory Lanes and Lil Wayne. That's a few. That's a that's a hell of a remix to have for your first like. I mean, obviously Jack Harlow's been around for a minute, but Jack Harlow is dude. I, that's a huge first remix for your like your debut radio single. I'll say. I think um, Jack Harlow's yeah, the Wayne, Wayne feature. We were just we were just shitting on Wayne, and now look at him, <laughs> look at him now. He's on a song. He's still put- on Wayne. I would never shit on Wayne. That's blasphemy. Blasphemous, as you say. Blasphemous. Stephen A. Smith. Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne been fire since the block was hot. <laughs> he created the block, low key. But this song, Jack Harlow, Lil Wayne, Tory Lanes, and the baby. Jack Harlow reinvents his his uh, what's poppin' song with these three prominent hip hop artists. Um, Jack Harlow, if you don't know, released his last EP. Um, I think it was in March. Can't remember the name of it right now, but he had some songs. Smells like incense. Very yeah, good song. It's kind of went under the radar. I feel like. Yeah, very under the radar. But too stylish was also a song on there. I want to see some ass is also a great song from him. He's a very vibey artist. People thought he was black up until like two weeks ago. He's like, he's which is crazy. Out of his way, dude. People heard him say "Just Joshin" and thought he was black. <laughs> He, he, all of his album covers are of his face. Guy, that's a very white guy like phrase. Just joshing. All of his I've album, all of his album covers. I mean, all of his album covers are of his face. Even uh, his last album was uh, "Sweet Action." It's literally him in sunglasses. Yeah, just, and I think the one before that, I'm, I'm dude. I want to look this up. I have to look at confetti. Just also his face, loose. Also his face. They're just close up shots. Okay. He, literally he went out of his way. Lead anyone. And he even and he even like <laughs> went on Twitter. And he's like, "How can I make it less obvious for you people?" Like, yeah. I- I'm here. Like, it's on my album cover. But back to the song, Jack Harlow reinvents that verse. Has a little bit, couple more punchlines in there. Keeps up with Lil Wayne, in my opinion. Lil Wayne kind of steals and uses and borrows the flow from Jack Harlow, and I feel like he does a really good I job with it too. I know I you like do. That. You're I a big reinventor. I love it when I mean, like, I don't know why this is this is a really random song for it to. Uh, it's a to think of but um flex by polo g the, yeah. the way that juice kind of just like takes the flow and makes it his own I, mm-hmm. I just really like it when artists do that because it shows your ability to like kind of meld your style to the original artist without like taking anything away from it um and wayne does that and does the signature thing where he's just punchlines on punchlines <laughs> like you have to listen to the verse like four times to catch all of them it's very 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 Depthful, in depth kind of bust verse. Bust down a couple Apple watches, man. I'll bust down, do like Trippy watch Wayne. Bust down, do with UVD and Trippy Red. Um, and this beat, the beat. Uh, I mean, obviously made by my by the by the boy Jetson. Um, Jetson made the same one. Jetson made the same one again, but uh, <laughs> but it's a it's a what's popping what's popping, dude? Like. It's the yeah. song that everyone recognizes now. It's with Jack it's Harlow's DJ Mustard of right now, dude. For real. DJ Mustard had that run where he was making like the same beat like 35 times and it would be like Kid Ink or Chris Brown or someone on it. Like, you know what I mean? Dude, DJ Mustard dropped that album. With on, yeah. DJ Mustard dropped that album, I want to say a year ago. And he had On God, Ain't Nobody Look Like Me. That song, I forget what the album was called, but I feel like all all that entire album was just the same beat over and over and over with different artists. DJ Mustard got a lot better. I feel like it was early, early, like not early, mid 2010s 
when he just had a run where it was like it was Tyga, Chris Brown, uh, Kid Ink, like all 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 the all, all the light skin homies <laughs> getting on the songs with with the with the basic West Coast beats. You know, you gotta and love I, that. I, I don't hate it. It was they were oh, all catchy, no. like they were bangers. But like, I feel like Judson's doing the same thing now, where he's mm-hmm. like making beats that he, 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 if it ain't broke, right? Yeah. Like, if it ain't he's broke, he's, he's maximizing his popularity. He's making the music that he wants to make, and he's getting paid for it too. I mean, yeah. Judson's probably one of those producers that he's able to get on whoever song that he wants to now. I mean, Judson's been all over the place the last couple of weeks, especially in the last couple of months, too, after the baby's rise to fame last year. And, you know, you can even go as far as to say that he helped make the baby who he is today. And, I mean, you know, he produced, he produced Should, right? Yeah, he did. Which is literally the baby's number make. one song ever. That's why I and, felt like it was pretty fitting for the baby to be on this. Rem- I mean, this song when too. I first heard the song, I was like, dude, the baby would destroy this beat. The baby. And- the baby actually did a good. He he definitely held his own on this track. For me personally, I'm taking Tory Lanes on this one. Tory Lanes, I'm very in the middle, in between with him. There's some songs that I really like, and there's some songs that I really hate, and there's some songs that he sounds really good on, and some songs that he sounds really bad on. This one though, this one stuck with me, and I feel like he outshined Lil Wayne, he outshined the baby, and he outshined Jack Harlow too with that reinvented verse in the beginning. Tory Lanes, he definitely sounds the best on this, but do his bars. Match up to Lil Wayne? No. Jack Harlow? No. But does he sound the best? Yes. That's the reason why I'm going to take Tory Lanez with this. He holds so his I own. would say that of the uh, all four of them, each one did something good. Like something good. Better yeah. than the rest, right? It's Obviously, definitely Jack worth Harlow's the remix. Song. Yeah. Jack Harlow's song, he made the hook. He basically created like the baseline flow, right? I think that's what Jack Harlow really brings to the table in terms of the, the remix, especially. The baby. We just know already that, like, you can imagine the baby's verse before he even got on the song. <laughs> it's going to be the exact same thing. The chemistry between him and Jetson is, like, pretty, pretty like consistent. That. It's like this. No, totally. It's literally, like, crossed fingers. I just realized listeners can't see what we're doing. Crossed <laughs> fingers. <laughs> like, like this. It's tight-knit. It can't be and broken. Tori had the flow, and Wayne had the punchlines. So, I mean... I love it when and when each artist brings a different aspect to the track. So I'd say that this remix is is, is on my playlist. It's sure. definitely going to be played more than the original. What's popping? Oh, just yeah. because just because Lil Wayne kind of reuses some of those lines that Harlow uses in the beginning in that first version of the song, and the original hook, thank God, is still on there because that hook is legendary. You know, past that bitch like Stockton. That's like un- unreal line, and then just Josh. I'll spend this holiday locked in. But the baby, the baby actually was surprised me on this. He did a very good job. He definitely held his own. And with me, the baby, he, with me, I don't know, the last couple of weeks, actually the last couple of months, he's kind of like lost taste for me just because he hasn't really evolved as an artist. But the baby is the baby. You're going to get what you asked for with him. The crazy thing and, is, I found in the last couple of weeks, or not even the last couple of weeks, probably like this was more than a month or two ago, but I, um, uh, I delved into some of his older music and it's really good. Like in comparison to the like kind of mainstream that he's come out with he drops now. Um, I, I really like his older music. Um, so if anyone is interested, take a look at his older stuff. Cause um, he used to make a lot more introspective music that I feel like he is probably going to go back to in the near future, because I think that that was his original passion. Then all this like, all these like songs like Suge and Going Baby blew up. So yeah. 
Well, that's his style now. He can't really right. like, you know, maybe when he gets to that point where he's he's big enough to kind of venture out on what he wants to do, then yeah, I'd say so. But if yeah. we're talking like, you know, billion dollar baby album and like Baby Talk Five, one through five, I'm pretty sure. I think he has like five versions of Baby Talk in that EP or that project. Um, but the thing that with sticks out to me on his last album too, um, the baby had that song Find My Way. It's kind of like that Spanish production that kind of like that flamenco guitar. And on Kirk too, There He Go is one of my favorite songs from the baby. It's a very different sound from him. The hook, it really isn't him. It's like an edited version of a high-pitched, like, I don't know. It's like an edited, high-pitched person. And it's like very robotic. And I enjoy that a lot. His flow is different on that. And people gave Kirk a really bad you know, claim to it. I felt like Kirk was probably one of the baby's better projects as far as kind of how cohesive it was. Um, but I think we can all agree that blame it on baby was just solely for numbers and streaming purposes, just because of all the features and just because where he is at today. And it definitely paid off for him. I mean, he won best male artist of the year at the BET awards last night. And a lot of people are kind of upset over the winners of the BET awards, Roddy Rich run uh, best album for please excuse me for being antisocial. Uh, the baby won for best male artist and Chris Brown won for best R and B artist. What do you think about these BET award winners? Well, um, if we're just going through them, uh, I think that I can see the reasoning for Roddy Rich winning, uh, the best album of the year. Uh, the other, um, the other nominees, I didn't really listen to that much. I mean, I listened to some of Beyonce's, and I listened to the baby. I'd say he wins over the baby. Um, yeah, I feel like that. But well, like these are also aren't like crazy. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't think off the top of my head what my biggest albums of 2019 were. Um, but I also feel like I just personally, when it comes to Roddy Rich, I get bored really easily. Um, dude, you you say it for the people in the back, please say it. Say it louder. Hot take. <laughs> I, it's I, not. I, I don't think it's Roddy Rich is cool. Like I, I don't hate his music. I, I actually really like his music, but uh, he gets a lot of critical acclaim when I think that he doesn't he's still like he's still finding himself as an artist. I don't think this is the right time in his career for him to be receiving so much critical acclaim because um, if in the future he isn't able to live up to these same standards he's going to get discouraged and not evolve as an artist as much. Right. Because yeah. the box went viral. The box went viral. The box went number the box, one for say, 20 straight, <laughs> 20 straight weeks, dude. Yeah. The box, the box went is viral. number one forever. If you think about it though, the timeline, TikTok was beginning to grow in popularity a lot more, right. As the box started growing popularity. Mm -hmm. and I think that the, um, the like congruence of those two, uh, those two rising pieces of media um, kind of worked in Roddy Rich's favor because the box was being used in all these videos. And so he's getting a bunch of streaming play. And then a lot of people are listening to the song. He has that, he had, like every song that gets popular by an artist like this has to have a little like, I I don't like using this word, but <laughs> gimmick. So <laughs> like, uh, like eater. You know, that kind of became like that kind of became like a meme thing. And then the song was legitimately good. So people liked it. Mm -hmm. But I think that when an artist starts receiving this much critical acclaim in that short of a time, it's risky business because people are going to expect a lot more from him. 
in the future. And if he isn't able to deliver, he doesn't really have the room to explore himself creatively uh, without the um, judgment of all these people who are voting him in for these awards. So yeah, it's no Roddy Rich hate, but I it's just, no Roddy Rich hate. I just it's just want, we're keeping him in check. Growth. Yeah, exactly. We're keeping him in check. I feel like one of the things to take away from this album, especially Roddy Rich's, please excuse me for antisocial. Um, I definitely think this album deserves the praise that it gets. Um, I just don't like seeing the obnoxiously hot takes on Twitter saying that it's better than a couple of Eminem albums or like, it's, it's truly not. It's definitely up there as far as kind of how quality it is with the times and what Roddy's able to do. Cause don't get me wrong. He's very talented. He can rap, he can sing, he can kind of blend those two things together. And obviously the box went viral for a reason. Um, I mean, even look at some of these features on this album. You got start with me, a gun, high fashion as well. Another song, Meek Mills, PETA. Um, those are some tracks that really stand out to me, but also war baby, this last song on please excuse me for antisocial. Um, it's, it's one of, it's a different take. It's a very orchestrated kind of ending a flourish, if you will. And this album, in my opinion, deserves it. But going to your argument, whereas, you know, does Roddy really deserve this right now? And I would say yes and no. Yes, because the album is good, but no, because he's not expected to be great yet. And I feel like this album that he has with all this acclaim, I personally thought Roddy was going to be a one-hit wonder. I thought The Box was going to be his only good song, and that was that. And then I got into the album, like, okay, he can actually do it. But it's all about follow-through. And he hasn't really released much yet to kind of, you know, and capitalize on that. It's been six months, seven months since he released uh, his last album. I think it came out last December. And we'll see, I think we got a couple of rumored verses coming from him soon. Yeah, he, he's got um, that feature on Pop Smoke's album too, so we're exactly. just going to be waiting on that. I've heard I've heard speculation that he will be featured on the Juice World album uh, posthumously. So I yeah, mean, not posthumously for him. From from what I've heard from Roddy Rich, as far as kind of feature wise and just how he is with his voice, I, I I do give him credit as far as what he's able to bring to the table talent wise. I just don't think he has that much replay value in my opinion. I feel like I do get very bored of him really quickly. I feel like his voice is sort of repetitive, and you know it kind of sounds whiny here and there, and that kind of turns me away to it. Um, you know, I'm not knocking his craft. I'm not knocking his talent because he obviously has both of those things. It's just not my taste. And I'm excited to see where he goes with it. Exactly. It's one of those things where you just kind of have to wait and see and how he develops after this, you know, breakthrough sort of performance he had in 2019 with this album and a viral song and a couple of other great features on that album as well. So we'll wait and see. I just feel like the award shows catered to the pop subgenre artists more so than they actually do for the artist or for the real genre artist if you will and i just wish these award shows would figure it out i'm tired of seeing this like, oh, i'm just sad pop smoke got nominated for best new artist and didn't win pop smoke's posthumous album is going to be coming out this friday july 3rd you know off the top it's going to be there to cover it for everyone next week uh but this is all we have for you guys today in this week's episode but be, please be sure to follow us on twitter at offxdxtop and please be sure to find us on spotify and soundcloud at off the top podcast this has been aesthetic and my we'll see you guys next week I don't settle for less. I'm a slap box of burden, then tear down the nest. I'm a champion. Try and put me to the test. I'm a ball day and night, and I don't need no rest. Keep making this music, cause my music slap. Give me some money, I will not pay back. No ADHD, but I can't stay on track. 24-7, all I do is foul. All the ladies want me, cause I look like a snack. Send me a nude, I will not send one back. I'm a flip, baby girl.